Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. You're in a car. You're driving down the highway at 110 miles per hour. You have your four-way flashers on. You're going as fast as you can. You're swerving in and out. You're honking on the horn. You're like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. You're driving as fast as you can. And you're looking for a sign on the side of the road. You're looking for a road sign that says, that has the H for hospital. You're looking for a hospital. You're driving as fast as you can. You're moving. You're swerving. You don't care who's, you're just trying to get through traffic. And all of a sudden you're like, you're way over in the left lane and you see over to the right. Oh, hospital, exit ahead. And you swerve across traffic. Boom! You hit the exit. You you run the light at the end. At the end of the exit, there's a traffic light. You run right through it. It's red. You don't care. You just you just run right through it. You run a stop sign, and then you go flying into the hospital parking lot, and you pull up next to the emergency room, and you're yelling and screaming, "I need some help! I need some help! I need some help!" And they open the door, and they reach in, and they pull out the patient. They pull out the person who you feel is gravely ill, gravely sick. You pull them out, and well, this patient is called Christianity. You have rushed Christianity to the emergency room. You've driven as fast as you could to get Christianity to the emergency room because you know something is wrong with it. Something seems desperately wrong. And you're like, I've got to get it some help. I get, I've got to get it some help. So they, they, they throw it on a gurney. They run it to the back of the emergency room. There, there's a team there. They're hooking it up. They're monitoring it. They're yelling and screaming. We have a code blue. We have a code blue. And they're doing everything and they're doing everything. And you're like, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? And you have to wait. They close the door on you and you're just looking through the glass and you're like, oh, Oh, is it going to be okay? Are they going to save the patient? And finally, finally, the doctor comes out to you and said, I've got some bad news. There is a serious infection. This infection is so bad. It could be fatal. And you're like, what is this infection? And they said, this infection is called MAGA. And you're like, MAGA? What's a MAGA infection? They said, we abbreviated M-A-G-A, MAGA. And you're like, what? what is a MAGA infection? What is that? And they say, it's, and yeah, I'm obviously using this as an illustration. They look at you and like, well, this is a, what we call, we classify as a political infection. Christianity has been infected with a political movement known as MAGA, a political movement very much associated with one Donald Trump, a political movement very much connected with Republicans and conservatives. And this MAGA movement has entered inside the church and it is infected and we have to get it out. We've got to remove it. We've got to remove this infection. Our Christianity is going to be poison. Christianity is going to be in grave danger. Now, yes, You may think that's a little over the top. You may think that's a little dramatic, but we're going to have to talk once again about another example of this infection within Christianity known as MAGA. We're going to have to talk about it because it's a serious problem. As as much as I can laugh about the illustration, because you can say, well, that's a little over the top. You, you can't put Christianity in the back of a car and drive 110 miles an hour and take it to an emergency room. An emergency room is not going to give a diagnosis of, obviously, it's uh, a little over the top. Obviously, it's an illustration, but it's to get a point across. Because as, as funny as the illustration may be, it's deadly serious because Christianity is infected with politics. It ha- has been hijacked. There is an infection, and this MAGA movement is 
is detrimental to the body of Christ. It is detrimental to biblical Christianity. It is detrimental in every way possible. And you may get offended by that, but I'm telling you, look, you want to be MAGA? You want to you want to hold to political ideologies? By all means, just take it somewhere else. Don't connect it to Christianity because it's not connected to Christianity. Now, this is the last thing I want to be talking about on January the 1st, 2024. I, I, in fact, I was downstairs ready to watch the bowl game between Michigan and Alabama. That's what I wanted to do. But I saw this story and I'm like, oh boy, what is going on? So let's get the traditional introduction out of the way. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, January the 1st, 2024. It is currently 5.13 p.m. Central Time. And I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. So I'm ready to watch a football game. And I see this headline. MAGA prophet predicts overthrow of the U.S. government. And I'm like, what? no, 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 no. I don't want to see the word MAGA and prophet unless it's, you know, this prophet is found within Islam or Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness or any other thing that I may label as false, definitely a false religion, definitely a, a not a correct view of Christianity. Okay, the MAGA can go there. I just don't want this to be associated with evangelical biblical Christianity because MAGA has nothing to do with it in any way, shape or form. It should not any, it should not get anywhere close to the church. In fact, it shouldn't even be allowed in the parking lot. In fact, MAGA shouldn't even be allowed to drive past the church. It should have to detour and go 30 miles out of its way. Now, I know I say that many in the church are like, what are you talking about? I'm MAGA. I've got my hat right here. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's a problem. So I'm like, okay, MAGA prophet predicts overthrow of U.S. government. I start scrolling down. There's a picture of Donald Trump. There's someone supposedly pointing at the Bible. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got ready to read the article. I hear Pastor Julie Green. I'm like, okay, we've already got a major problem here. Okay, we have a female pastor. And then a self-proclaimed prophet known for her allegiance to the MAGA movement. Yeah, okay. Has predicted. Okay, so then I was like, all right, I've got, there's got to be video. I scrolled down a little bit more. There's a video. Finally, the video is found and I convert it over to an MP3 file and I have it here. The timestamp is about nine minutes, 10 minutes in. We're just going to start from the beginning so that it has some level of context to it. And we're going to see what was actually said. I have not listened to this yet. I have not listened to it yet because that always makes this far more fun. It also makes my reaction far more real instead of being rehearsed. So I'm hoping the headline does not convey anything close to what's in this clip. I'm hoping they just get it so completely wrong. I'm hope, I'm, I hope so. But whether whatever was getting ready to happen and what we're about to review, here's what I do know. This mega infection is real. And this mega infection is going to continue to spread and grow and infect the body of Christ until Christians and pastors say enough. Enough. This is Christianity. This is about Christ. This is about the word of God. 
This is about the Great Commission. This is not about your political ideology. This is not about Trump. This is not. You take the MAGA and you go somewhere else. It's not welcome in Christianity. You as a person is welcome in Christianity. Absolutely. You're invited at all times. Everyone is called to come, listen, hear the word of God, learn. But that ideology has no place in it. And trying to merge the two has been a problem. And I have said, and will continue to say, I think it's going to be a gigantic problem in 2024. But let's hear what happens. Here's the audio. I don't know what she's getting ready to say, but we're getting ready to find it. I've got an idea based off this this news article, but I'm going to try to ignore, ignore the news article and hear, well, what is about to be said. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 27th of 2023. And I want to thank each and every one of you for joining today's live show. And I hope each and every one of you had a very, very Merry Christmas, a very blessed time with your friends and your family and whatever you did over the weekend. I really hope that God was in it for each and every one of you, that he showed up for you. What a great time to be alive, no matter what our enemies are saying or doing. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And of course, we always say every day, God wins because he does. So I just want to thank you once again for all getting up. I know some people have to get up really super early in the morning and some people it's very late at night for you, no matter where you are watching from all over the world. Thank you. And we all at JGMI here love and appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Before I get to today's message and prophetic word, I do have a few announcements to make. If you have not gotten tickets yet for next month, which is coming up in about three weeks at the gathering in Florida, Grand Ridge, Florida with Brother Timothy Dixon, Amanda Grace, uh, Manuel Johnson and many others. I'm so excited to be there. And if you have not gotten that, uh, you can go to our website at jgminternational.org under our events page. And I hope to see each and every one of you there. Now, there's a part of me that wants to look that up. And there's another part of me that says I would rather take a fork and stab myself in the eye. That I, I hate to say, but I... I well, that just sounds bad. So in a couple of weeks, what they call it, the gathering, Florida. Oh, what, oh it's it's going to be this, emer- watch this merging of probably what? Charismatic theology. Clearly, she's got a prophetic word. We got charismatic theology mixed with the MAGA kind of politics. Oh, that just sounds like a disaster of of epic proportions. I don't even want to consider it. I definitely don't want to review it. I definitely don't want to watch it. I definitely don't want to see it. But at the same time, at the same time, you have to know these things are going on. Look, look for, for some of us, you can be like, I don't know what that is. That's ridiculous. That's nonsense. No person in their right mind would pay any attention to it. But the problem is a lot of people, maybe they're not in their right mind, but a lot of people are paying attention to it and are buying into it and are supporting it. I don't know how big her ministry is, but I mean, I don't know, but I bet you, I know this, I guarantee you they're probably far more successful than I am. They probably have far more followers, listeners, subscribers, and, and, and supporters than I have. 
So it, that, that's where you have to pay attention to it to some level. But let, we're going to get to the prophetic word here in a minute. But here we go. All right, let's, oh boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know where this is going to go, but let's find out. Also, Three Sun Shreds, let me know. They have tons of new merchandise. They have brand new shirts. And there's more to come beginning of next month at some point. And yes, you're going to get God's Wins merchandise. But until then. Got some merch. Got to have that merch. Some God Wins merch. You got to, we got to sell some. I need some merch, ladies and gentlemen. I need to create some Theology Central t-shirts and sell some merch and make some money. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. I, I just need someone to pack it, you know, to take in the orders, package it up and send it. I guess I could spend my time doing that, but I, I really don't. But yeah, need some merch. So they got some merch. They got a, just some kind of conference. All right. They got a lot of things going on. All right. But the most important thing is supposedly they hear from God because they get prophetic messages. Uh, That's what we need, right? I mean, we need to hear it. So let's find out what it is. Uh, There's brand new merchandise and the brand new cups come out again today uh, at 10 o'clock central time. So I know the butt God cups came out last time. It was like two hours. I think I was told they sold out. So They come out again at 10 o'clock Central Time today, Wednesday, December 27th. Oh, they have some cups. They got shirts. They got cups. And they are selling out of their merch. Oh, see, they they, they have found a way to, I mean, you see, in some ways you want to dismiss this and go, this is just some crazy person. But look, if you can get people buying your merch, if you can get people supporting you, then, I mean, then you become influential because those people are now invested so, I, okay. All right. So they got the merch. They got cups. They got some kind of a conference. All right. But they're, but they're receiving words from God. What, what are we going to hear? But God and um, good morning, everyone. Cups are coming back in stock. So get yours today. Again, it's threesunsthreads.com. The only website that carries Julie Green Ministry merchandise. Now. Also, if you have any prayer requests or praise report, please go to our website at jgminternational.org under our contact page, or you can write us at Julie Green Ministries International, 4620 East 53rd Street, Suite 200, Davenport, Iowa, 52807. And with your praise re- or your prayer request, don't forget, you expect that praise report. We have received so many praise reports lately, but also in our own friends and our own family and the J- JGM I uh, team, we have received miracles of what we've been praying for, standing for. People have been receiving their healing. Praise the Lord. It has been great to see what all God has been doing in so many people's lives. So don't ever give up hope that uh, on your healing. I sure hope some of those healings are in Ukraine and Gaza and Israel. I sure, oh, probably not going to do much good for the, what, over a thousand people killed in on October the 7th, probably didn't do a lot of good for all the people who've been killed in Gaza. Probably hasn't done a lot of good for a lot of people who've been killed in Ukraine. I mean, I don't know. But okay, but but God is healing. God is moving. God is doing. I mean, not for them and 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 not for how many people died in 2023. Anybody want to look up the statistics? How many people died in 20? And probably didn't do much good for any of them. Okay. All right. Me and charismatic theology, I'm telling you, I loathe it. I despise it. 
I, it's, you talk about, if you want to talk about the two great infections of Christianity, charismatic theology and, well, MAGA. Now, MAGA is not near as influential as charismatic theology. I hope MAGA will run its course and be eliminated sooner than, rather than later. Oh, but charismatic theology, it just continues to spread and infect and mutate and just continues to just grow and just destroy. And I loathe charismatic theology. I loathe it. I despise it in every shape or form. Healing on your freedom, your restoration, your soundness and your mind, whatever it is that you've been believing God for, don't give up on that because God is on the move. And remember, faith is now. So you receive your healing now in Jesus name. And at the end of uh, last Friday's um, video, the live stream, the Lord had given me many different people and what they were going through. Um, and so I want you guys to even go to the end of that, uh, where I was praying and giving the, um, wisdom of knowledge and a lot of things that the Lord was showing me of what was going on and many of you in your bodies and in your lives right then and there. And so go back and receive those words, receive that prayer and receive what God has in store for you. Okay. Now, again, today is the 27th of December. And the Lord had given me a prophetic word very early morning hours today. Let me um, pull this back up for you. And this prophetic word is actually called 2024 is the year you have been waiting for. Okay, so this prophetic word gets a title. I don't know. Does God give the title to his prophetic word? He says, hey. Uh, good morning. I have a word for you. And it, this word is in called 2024, the year you have been waiting for. Is that a, is that a God? Do we need to write that down in my Bible? Do I need to write down? Is this a, a, a direct word from God? Do I need to put this somewhere in the Bible? Do I? I? I know whenever you say that charismatics get mad, but I mean, hey, if you're hearing directly from God, then you're to write it down. It's going to be in quotation marks. That's inspired scripture. You can play all the games you want. That's what you're claiming. And if you're claiming that, then it, it's on the same level. Level as the Bible. And don't say, no, no, it's different. No, it's not different. Because when you tell me God told you something, and if I were to write it on paper, I'm literally putting it in quotation marks. <laughs> I don't know what else you want. You, charismatics can play all the games they want. No, that's why you're your whole feet. Oh man, the charismatic movement. Oh, I loathe it. Okay. All right. So she gave it a title. I don't know if she gave it a title. If God gave it a title, someone gave it a title. That 2024 is the year you've been waiting for. It is. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024 to all the people you're saying this is the year you're waiting for. And, well, the child ends up molested or the wife ends up beaten by her husband or or their house burns to the ground or they get a diagnosis from cancer. But it's the year you've been waiting for. OK, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is this the, well, I don't know. Is 2024 the year you've been waiting for. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Let's let's see why it's the year we've been waiting for. 2024 is the year that you have been waiting for. So I'm going to give you that prophetic word. And also, and I get, I get this very, very early morning hours this morning. So just a couple hours, hours ago, uh, but I got this. It's hot off the presses. She just got this prophetic word hours ago. So this was hot off the presses. So I mean, 
This, now, I know we're a couple of days behind, but hey, hey, this is pretty fresh stuff. This is like, you know, hey, why? I mean, you don't need that prophetic word written 2,000 years ago. She's giving you a prophetic word that's just a couple of days old. Put away your Bible. Let's get a piece of paper. Let's write down the new inspired scripture from another so-called prophet or prophetess from the so-called Catholic or Catholic charismatic. I'd rather be Catholic. Charismatic world. All right. Here we go. Prophetic word. So I'm going to give you the uh, the scriptures that go along with it. But um, also the Lord had given a word about 2024. This is not the first time he's mentioned 2024. And I know we're getting very, very close to the new year because the new year, obviously we're going to ring it in December 31st uh, of this year, which is actually on Sunday, uh, very early morning, the hours on Sunday, beginning uh, Monday morning. We're going to be starting a new year. And so a lot of people have New Year's revolutions or resolutions. A lot of people are wanting to change everything about their life. But receive what God is saying. So back a couple months ago. All right. We need to receive what God is saying. So there is no, look, this is not in any way I'm misinterpreting. She's claiming this is the direct words from God and that I need to receive it. Now, what's interesting is I have to receive what God told her, because obviously God's not telling me anything. I, I, For some weird reason, I have to rely still on trying to study the Bible and understanding maybe Greek and Hebrew and context and syntax and historical context and, and interpretation and hermeneutics and all of those things. I wish I could just say, all right, Lord, man, I got a, I got a microphone here. Give me something. Give me something. Now, I wonder how this would work. If I was to turn on my microphone and if I was to say early this morning, God gave me a word. He gave me a revelation. He gave me a prophetic word. And that prophetic word is, are you ready? I didn't understand it, but I took a piece of paper and I wrote it down. Julie Green is a false prophet. Do not listen to her. Now, which prophetic word do you listen to? Do you listen to Julie Green, who claims to be hearing from God? Or do you listen to me from the Theology Central podcast, who claims that God told him that Julie Green was a false prophet? Now, which prophetic word becomes the correct one? I've asked charismatics this question. They're like, well, well, you have to just check it with the word. I'm like, how do you check it with the word? God told me you're a liar. God told me you're a false prophet. God told me that your prophecies are not going to come true. God told me that your words of healing are not going to heal anyone. What are you going to say? And they never have a good comeback other than, well, well, I know what God told me. And I'm like, well, 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 I know what God told me. So where do you, where, where, who, who's right then? And then it's just spiritual anarchy and chaos. And it's just ridiculous that these things keep happening and people keep buying into the charismatic world. I don't get it. I don't understand the appeal of the charismatic world. I don't get it. It's like looking at insanity and going, I want a little bit of that. It's like, I don't understand. It's craziness, but okay. All right. We, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to hear what God supposedly told her that I need to receive. Let's see what it is. He had a prophetic word called 2024, the year for more. Okay. So I guess his previous Prophetic word was 2024, the year for more. 
And then today, or on whatever day this was, she now received 2024, the year you've been waiting for. All right. So I guess it sounds like God's giving the titles. God's giving the titles. 2024, the year for more. 2024, the year you've been waiting for. All right. So I guess, I guess, you know, there's kind of a rhyming structure there. Okay. That's awesome. God wants to make it pith, pithy and and one to be memorable. Memorable, I guess. I don't know one that you will remember. All right, here we go. Let's let's see. I'm trying to look. I'm trying my best. It's very difficult because on one hand, I do want to hear what she has to say. I do. On the other hand, I so loathe charismatic theology. Now let me, let me make it. Let me draw a clear distinction here because I don't want anyone to ever misunderstand my frustration. My anger is not directed towards her. It's directed towards the theology which she holds and she is practicing. I think that theology is evil. The people in it, I feel bad for them. Do I get, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm a fleshly human being. Sometimes I do get angry with the things they say because I think they hurt people tremendously. They sell false promises. They, They sell lies. And it drives me crazy. And they not only do they sell it, they profit off of it. They make money from it. And so that makes me mad. But I, I, I don't, I always try to draw a distinction between the theology and the people. The people I feel bad for. And what I want for them is to come to an understanding of the error they've been teaching and move to a more biblical understanding of Christianity. That's what I want. But my anger may sometimes sound like it's directed towards a person. It's directed towards the theology as much as humanly possible. By no means am I claiming that I'm always innocent here and that I'm always perfect. I'm a sinner. I'm fleshly. I'm ungodly. I got no problem acknowledging that reality because it's just a reality. But I try to draw the distinction. But when you start listening to some of this stuff, it just starts, oh, my blood pressure just starts rising. I'm like, what is wrong with this world? Okay, but okay. Try to be calm. I want to hear. I want to hear what God supposedly has been telling her. I guess there's, she's getting multiple revelations and direct in, interaction with God. So 2024, the year for more and 2024, the year you've been waiting for. All right, here we go. But now he's saying in this prophetic word, it is called 2024, the year you have been waiting for. So I'm going to go over this prophetic word and then I will go over the scriptures that the Lord had given me along with it. So this is what it says. 2024 is a year you've been waiting for. 2024 is a year of the open door. Okay, there's there's definitely a rhyming structure going on here. Okay, 2024 is the year you've been waiting for. 2024 is the year of the open door, all right? So it's the year of the open door. Now, She's going to supposedly give scripture that God gave to support said prophecy. Now, you, now I want to make sure you understand this. This is some, this is a danger. People talk about, I don't want to play with a Ouija board because that's dangerous. I don't want to do it because that's dangerous. Well, I want to tell you something. When you turn on a microphone and you tell everyone, this is what God said to me, you better get every quotation 100% right and you better be right. Because if you're not, you're putting words into the mouth of the eternal creator and that's nothing to mess with. And then if you're going to say that God takes 
gives you a scripture and says, this scripture proves this prophecy, it better come about 100% accurate because if it don't, you are a liar. And that's basically you're blaspheming the name of the eternal God and you're putting words in his mouth. And that is what drives me crazy about the charismatic world. They do this. And when it's clearly not the truth, they just move on to the next one and no one ever holds them accountable. And if you hold them accountable, then you're a mean jerk and you're rude and you're, and you're so hateful. Well, how about you care about, I don't know, God in this particular situation? All right. So it's the year of the open door. According to God, this is supposedly the exact words from God. All right. What's going to follow the year of the open door? I don't know. Is it going to continue to rhyme like that? I don't know. Let's see. I say again, 2024 is a year of more. You ask, Lord, more of what? More of me, my children. More miracles than you have ever seen. More miracles than we've ever seen. Now, I've heard that... Oh man, alive. I used to, I used to, uh, get Charisma magazine so I could just watch their end. I could read their end of year prophecies. Used to be at the, uh, the end of a year in Charisma magazine that would, all these supposed prophets would give their predictions. They would get, and every time it was like, next year is going to be a year of breakthrough. It's going to be a year of release and God's glory is going to fill the city streets and hospitals are going to be emptied out and people are going to raise from the dead. And I've heard it over and 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 they're liars 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 and they continue to lie and no one ever holds them accountable. And people still go to the churches that are, are that are teach this nonsense. But here we go, 2024, there's going to be more miracles than we've ever seen before. And again, you can see the rhyming structure that comes along with this. Okay. Oh boy, this is starting to, I'm going to try to be patient. My blood pressure is starting to get, yeah, I'm going to take, I need blood pressure medication. Okay. I may need a defibrillator. I may need a trip to the, I may be the one going to the emergency room before this is over. Because this stuff really does bother me. It really does bother me. More experienced. And a year of great deliverance. A year of great judgment for the enemies of Almighty God. A year of great removals. A year of them is full of sorrow and great defeat. A year your enemies were going to get it all, they thought. The takeover of this nation and of Israel. A year for their global government to be fully in control. The year they wanted great death. A year they wanted to fully defeat President Trump once and for all. A year to kill your hope and faith in any that you had left. A year of great corruption and destruction. That is what they desired for 2024. And they will not get what they want. My children, start to celebrate now. The more you are believing and trusting in my words, the more damage it does to the enemy's control over you. 2024 will be a year of more exposures, more evidence, and truth coming out like a flood. 2024 will be a year where my children... You will need to hold on 
to my word. Because your enemies will continue to try to steal the word out of your hearts. 2024, their Babylonian system will come crashing down. Their control over my nations will come to an end. Okay, so finally, it's going to happen. I've heard this like a million times. The Babylonian control of the nations are coming to an end this Sunday in a steel cage match. Okay, all right, okay, maybe maybe that's a little hyperbole. But but I've heard this saying said, how many times have I heard this said? Heard this over, I thought when Trump was elected, all of that was going to happen. The new world order was destroyed and our nation is going to rise up and it's basically going to be the millennial kingdom and it's going to be glory from shore to shore. And it, and well, Trump then lost the election. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He stole the election because, you know, God, God wasn't powerful enough to uh, pull that off. You know, the Democrats are more powerful than God. I mean, God wanted Trump in the office, but the Democrats were smarter and more clever and they took control. And God's like, what do I do? Okay. All right. All right. I, yeah, I don't, whatever. Okay. So the, the control is all coming to an end. 2024, this is the year you've been waiting for because the Babylonian control of the nations is coming to an end. All right. Uh, everything bad is happening to the enemies and everything good is coming for us. If we're on the right side, if we're on the good side, we're going to get all the good and all the people on the bad side. They're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. 2024 is a year of more freedoms, restoration, signs, miracles, wonders that I have not done before like this. 2024, my David will be restored. My David will be restored? (laughs) Is, Is that, are they referencing Donald Trump as David? Is that, is that what that's referencing? Or are you referring to Christ and the millennial king? I don't even think the MAGA movement cares about the millennial kingdom. Their view of the millennial kingdom isn't Christ ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. It's Donald Trump ruling and reigning from, you know, I don't know, Florida, Washington. I don't know where. I really start. I'm starting to think that their view of the millennial kingdom is Donald Trump. I, I really am starting to think that. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. This is just getting... Okay, I'm just got to be patient. Got to let them talk. Got to let them talk. Okay, so I'm slapping myself a couple of times. All right, here we go. A war is coming, one that was meant to bring chaos and disruption, but it will bring my body together. Unity will rise. A war is coming. Oh, boy. And it's going to bring the body of Christ together. Well, let me make it very clear. If you think the body of Christ is some mega infected charismatic chaos, then I'm not part of that body. Why no part of that body? And I'm going to run and drive as fast as I can in the opposite direction like I'm trying to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And my glory shall flow through you like never before. And all the darkness that they have tried to bring you to bring you down, my light will shine through you. And destroy it all. My children, the time has come. A time that you have been waiting for. 
a reinstatement, a shift of power, a new government in control, an overthrow, and a takeover in this nation from the hands of the wicked to the hands of the righteous. The fall has come. The time is drawing near. A coup is about to be disrupted and annihilated and everyone a part of it exposed and removed. So my children, hold on. 2024 will start out with a bang. So brace for a mighty impact coming to shake you loose from the chains that bind you. It will look worse, but remember my words, this means your enemy's days are running out. So stand and shout, stand and fight, because my hand is moving and I am delivering you from all that you are seeing. Because 2024 is a year of more, more of me, more of my goodness, more of my glory, more of my hand moving, more revelation knowledge, more freedom, more love than you have ever known before. From me, more of me, you will see that I am your victory, saith the Lord, your Redeemer. So in this prophetic word that, yes, I will go back over, in this prophetic word, there is warning. In this prophetic word, there is great um, hope and peace and joy. And what he's been saying is that 2024 is a year we've been waiting for. What have we been waiting for? For the evil and the corruption to be completely destroyed and annihilated. We've been waiting to see God's hand move. So God's hand wasn't moving in 2023, but she was talking about all kinds of miracles in 2023. So I don't know. Uh, oh, and now, now all the corruption and all the unrighteousness is going to be destroyed. So 2024 has to be the year of the millennial kingdom, right? I, 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 I don't, I don't even, I, I don't even know how to interpret these people. Sometimes they just say insane things and they just move on and when nothing of it and nothing that they like whatever prophetic words they gave in 2023 2022 2021 that clearly didn't come to pass they just move on to the next year and their followers are just like here's my money here give me a shirt give me a, co- a coffee cup come on here's my money i got to support this and it's like you're being lied to but they don't care they just don't care we've been waiting for deliverance We've been waiting for that freedom and liberty and justice that we have so longed for for so long. And God is saying, the year of 2024 is the year that we have been waiting for. A lot of us have been waiting for a very long time for God to do something. And God is saying, don't give up and don't lose hope. Because right now, if it's a year that we have been waiting for, You know that your enemy is on the prowl and they will do everything they can to stop it. God is giving us great encouragement. He's telling us the end. He's telling us that we are winning. That's why he's telling us over and over never to surrender. He's been telling us about this great victory because he is our victory. And that's one thing that I love about the end of that. When he says, you will see that I am your victory. 
He is our victory. He's Jehovah Nissi, our banner or our victory. And so that's why we can shout every day from the rooftop that God wins because he does. God is our victory. And he is defeating this war. He is defeating the enemy. He's defeating every single thing we see before us today. Because God. Well, I, I'm, I'm so confused. Okay. So he's defeating all the enemies. He's overthrowing everybody, but he's going to do it. Is he doing it or is he going to do it? And if he, and if, if he's the one at work and overthrowing, then how did Trump lose the election? So how did the corruption take over if God is the one already winning and already the victory and already doing it? But he, so he's been doing it, but he's going to do it. So is he, is this is the time that he's going to do it and it's going to be over? So 2024, that's it. No more. I thought when Trump was elected, this was all, everything was happening. So Trump was elected, but then he didn't get it done. Why didn't he get it done? Why didn't he fix everything? Why didn't he fix everything? I don't understand. Was God working? Was God not? I don't understand. Is God working? Not working? He is working, but he's going to work. He's doing great things, but he's going to do greater things. He's, he's winning, but he's not really winning because corruption has taken over and there's all these enemies, but God's going to get rid of the enemies, even though he's already working. I don't know. Is God working, not working? I, who knows? I don't even understand it anymore. It's just, you just throw out statements and they don't offer any specifics at all because you make it as vague as possible. And then people are like, Ooh, that sounds spiritual. Yeah. I, 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 I see it. It's happening. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if there's any more. I don't know how much more I want to listen to this, but I at least wanted to get full context. But supposedly there's going to be an overthrow. I guess the, the current government's going to be overthrown and removed. I don't know. There's going to be like, but she said the coup is going to come to an end. So the current government is the coup and the coup is going to be overthrown with the new, which I'm assuming they're saying then Donald Trump is going to be elected. Well, well, well he could, could also be in prison, but that's a whole different story is undefeated and that's why we can hold our god is undefeated (laughs) if he's undefeated then what does he have to overthrow if he's undefeated then i don't understand i don't understand so god's undefeated he's working he's doing all this stuff but yet he's got to get rid of all this bad stuff well that sounds like the bad stuff got there when god was supposedly winning that's high That's why we can stand and shout and receive our triumphant victory because we are receiving God himself. We are believing and trusting in God that he is moving, that he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. That's God. And he is in you because the greater one lives on the inside of you than he that's in the world. This is the time where your enemies are going to try to bring great despair. They're going to try to bring great pressure. God has been warning us about that time. But if we understand that when we know that we're under the greatest pressure that we've ever been under, the greatest time where we want to give up and quit, a time where it looks so devastating or dark, But God is saying, my light destroys it all. God is saying, hold on to my name. Hold on to my word. Now, has been saying this in scripture. He's been saying this in prophetic words. He's been reminding us to hold on to his word. Multiple times in the Bible where I am going to give you 
those scriptures where it says to hold on. Why? Because the adversary is going to give you plenty of opportunities to let go. And that's why God is telling us to hold on. He's telling us in the year 2024 is the year we've been waiting for. It's a year of victory. It's a year of triumph. It's a year of deliverance. It's a year of great impossibilities. And God is showing us how impossible it was for him. But until that time, the enemies will throw everything at us to give us to give up and quit on God, to get in despair and submit to everything that they're doing. Our enemies are persistent. But that is when we need to dig in our heels and be more persistent and more consistent in the things of God and believing and trusting in God more than what the enemies are doing against us. Because we know that God is our victory. We know that he always wins. We know that he is inside of us. He's a greater one on the inside of us and he that's greater than he that's in the world. He is on the inside of us. He's on our side. But it says, I'm going to start with Joshua. Joshua 1.9. There is a reason why God says certain things in the Bible. Now he has spoken about this in the Old and New Testament. So I'm going to make sure that I read both. Okay. So first, I'm going to read the scripture to give you encouragement. This is, again, one of my favorite scriptures that I held on to for a long time when I was dealing with things, whether personally or the ministry. Joshua 1.5. No man can be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. I really, I really need charismatics to explain in some in some meaningful way their hermeneutic it's just insanity it's just open a bible and read it and it's just like you do what it's like it's the plato hermeneutic just open the bible read it and just oh, oh, oh this is for me I, like, do, how do you not understand what Joshua is about? Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, the minister saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all the people unto the land, which I give them, even to the children of Israel. This is about Israel going into the land. There are specific promises and specific things directly for Israel and Joshua as they go into the promised land. I don't know if charismatics are incapable of understanding historical context. I don't have a clue, but they just reach in, grab something, and go, boom, I'm going to make this about us. Boom, I'm going to make it about 2024. Look what God did with Moses. God is saying he's like that with you and I. He No, he is saying he is like that with Joshua. How can you? <laughs> Therefore, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee. The thee is Joshua and Israel all the days of thy life. That's specifically Joshua, specifically Joshua. As I was with Moses, so it will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. That is specifically for Joshua. 
specifically. Now, those ideas may be repeated in the New Testament, but they're not exact. This is specifically about the enemies that were going to be facing Israel as they went into the promised land, which we read about in the book of Joshua. He will not fail. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us in the, dis- the, the, the destruction. I find it so funny that Christians tend to be the ones screaming about pronoun use. We got to use the right pronoun. Got to use the right pronoun. Got to use it. Got to use it. Got to use it. Got to use it. And then in our preaching, we can we can take he and make it me. We can make it them and make it us. We we can take a them and us, a him and me. We we we'll just do anything we want. But oh, any other way, we better use the right pronoun. We better use it, and we lose our minds. But did you notice what she did there? To there shall not any man be able to stand before thee. The, 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 the is Joshua. All the days of thy, thy, Joshua. Not me, not my. I, I was with Moses, so it will be with thee, thee, Joshua. I will not fail thee, Joshua. And she made thee, us. Us. Um, when she says God is saying it's like that with you and I, is she referring back to the prophecy and using that as her hermeneutic in a sense? I guess maybe so. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know charismatic. I, I don't understand anything about charismatic. So all I can say is point it out and go, this is crazy. Very little understanding do I have of it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't really want the understanding of it. I have no desire to understand it. I have no desire to pursue it because they're cra- it's craziness. It's literally an insane world that it's some bizarro world. You look at it and everything is upside down. It's not Christianity. It's insanity. And, and I don't get it. I don't like other things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to read books on it. I want to pursue it. I want to study it. But why would you study something that's just devoid of any logic and understanding. There's no hermeneutical rules that govern what they do with the text. They think God is talking to them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God can say something, doesn't even happen, and it doesn't even matter. They just move on. They put words in the in the mouth of God. It's just the entire movement. I, I, I don't, oh, I don't, don't understand. I don't understand it. And the evil that is going on in the world today. He's not going to leave us in that state. But he says, verse 6, Be strong and confident and of good courage. For you shall cause the people to inherit the land which I swore to the fathers to give to them. Now again, he's talking about the land of Canaan. He's talking about the promised land. Oh, God. Yay! She knows historical context. Yay! All right. Now, that doesn't register in her mind. Well, maybe verse 5 then was about Joshua, not about us. Okay, but but she's referring to the land. But I I feel what we're going to get is she, yeah, he was referring to the land of Canaan. He was referring to the promised land. But I'm waiting for, but, which then is going to just cancel everything out. Or however, I I feel that she's going to transition way away from the historical context relatively fast. I could be wrong. Let's see. All right. Then it says, jump down to verse eight. Joshua chapter one and verse eight. 
This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall deal wisely and have good success. What is God telling us? To be in his word day and night. Why is it so important to be in his word day and night? He says it right here. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall deal wisely and have good success. If we're in the word day and night. Now, Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? God's commanded us. Now, listen to what he says. Please, do you see how she does it? The, whenever it's clearly referring to them, she, she makes it us. Like, I don't understand. Like, how do you not read? How can you not read the words? The, them. It's referring to a specific people in a specific time. If you want to say there's something applicable from it, then all by all means, show us the applicable part. But you just can't go. And when it says the and them, you just turn around and make it me and us. You can't do. Do you not care about using the correct pronouns? Do you? I thought we were all about pronouns in Christianity. I thought that was our thing. We have to use the right one. Unless we're reading the Bible and we're we're doing hermeneutics, then them and they can be me and us, and we don't really care. Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God has commanded us. To be of good courage. He's commanding us to not be afraid. He's commanding us. Now it says right here, vigorous. Now I have to look this word up. Did you guys know I like to do that? Vigorous. Now he's telling us, he's commanding us to be vigorous. What does that mean? Strong, healthy, and full of energy. Right here, he says, Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded? And another thing that's just utterly hilarious here is this is, she supposedly had a prophecy where God's going to do this, 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 God's going to do this. And then all of a sudden now it's, you do this, 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 you do this. So are you telling me unless I do this and I do this and I do this, then God won't do all the things he said he's going to do in the prophecy? Or is God going to do all those things in the prophecy, irregardless if I'm doing all these things? Do I have to do these things to bring about the fulfillment of the prophecy? Or does the prophecy just happen because God made the prophecy? I don't know anymore. What? I don't even know what this has anything to do with the prophecy that she supposedly gave about 2024 being the year we've been waiting for. What does this have to do with that? This is all about God preparing Israel to go into the promised land. It's not that complicated. Energy to be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. So he says vigorous, strong, healthy, and full of energy. What are people right now? They are not strong. They're definitely not healthy. And a lot of people are not full of energy. 
Many people are weak right now, physically and spiritually. And I have seen in the last couple of weeks, more people with our team or our family, more people being sick right now than I think in the last three years. It was like one person after another person after another. And I'm hearing. Wait, I thought God was moving. God was working. God was our victory and God was healing. Now you've seen people sick and sick and more. Why are they getting sick? I don't understand. People are getting sick, but God is healing. So God is just getting them sick so that he can turn around and heal them. I don't understand charismatic world. I don't understand it. It drives me literally insane. It's like, it's like if, if, if you've ever dealt with someone with a severe schizophrenia, this is, it's, sometimes it's like, I don't even understand if they know what they're talking about. It's like, wait, it's this or no, it's that. Wait, it's this. Wait, is it that? Wait, is it them or is it me? Is it us? Is God doing it? God not doing it? Did he do it? Can he do it? Would he do it? Is he healing? He's not healing. I don't know. We need deliverance, but we're already delivered. We need a breakthrough, but I thought we already had to breakthrough. This is the year that everything's going to be made right. Oh, wait, next year is going to be the year everything's going to be right, right? Then the next year, everything's going to be year, year that's made right, but everything's never really made right. I don't understand. I, we have victory, but we don't. We, well, well, we're weak. We're tired. We're sick. Wait, I thought we had victory. God is greater than I don't understand. It's like never ending contradictions. All these things everywhere. The enemies are on a rampage trying to get us weak and sick and afraid. Weak, sick, and afraid. And if we have no joy, a lot of people are depressed in our sorrow. So the enemy is on a rampage to get us weak, sick, and afraid. Why doesn't God just stop it? I thought God was our victory and God was moving and God was, I don't understand. Does God do something or does he not do something? Then we have no strength. But God has commanded us to be strong, healthy, and full of energy. Okay, so we, we have to do it. So we have to be strong. We have to enter. It's something that we do. It's a, it's not something God does. It's something we do. We have to find the strength. And okay, that, so the reason we're weak and we're sick and we're tired is because the enemy's doing this, but because we didn't do what we're supposed to do. Because even though God is moving and healing and doing all, he's not really doing anything for us. So then all of this stuff, okay, I think maybe I understand it. That God really is, we talk about God doing it all, but he really doesn't do it all. We've got to be the one who does this. Say, God, you commanded me to be strong, healthy, and full of energy, but I've it's like I've been in the opposite. It's like the opposite's going on. And God is saying, if he is telling you, now listen, if he's telling us to be strong, courageous, and vigorous, he's been telling us to be full of energy, then he gives us the ability to do all those things. Okay, so God gives you the ability to do it. So you can be all of those things, but you have to do it. So God gives you the, so it's not that God's moving. He just like, here you go. You have the ability to be strong and vigorous. So he just gives you the ability. It's the way I'm, I still don't know what this has anything to do with the supposed prophecy where God was supposedly going to do everything. So I don't even understand what the point is anymore. Right now, when you at, when you're at your weakest, it may feel like. God makes you strong. Where we are, we. Wait, so God makes you strong? I don't know. Wait, I thought I had to do it. If God's the one making me strong, well, then how did I ever get unstrong? 
So is God the one making me strong or does God just give me the ability to be strong? So I don't understand. God is giving us the ability, but we're all weak, sick, and tired. I don't get, I don't understand. He is strong. He's telling us where we are, we, we say we are strong. There are times where I have to speak to my body, I have to speak to my mind, because it wants to do everything opposite than what God is telling me to do. That's what your enemy wants you. He wants you to go by feelings. You can't go by feelings. God has commanded us right now to be strong, healthy, and full of energy. And so some synonyms for vigorous are... I'm going to stop there because we're at 60 minutes. I don't... I don't know. I don't know what to say, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. I the the news article is mega profit predicts overthrow of U.S. government. She didn't really go much into that, right? I mean, she didn't really much. She she says it's all going to happen. God's going to do this, and now she's going into this whole thing. I I don't know. God does it. God doesn't do it. We, we I we the enemy. I don't, I don't even know what she's talking about at this point. The, the name of this video, if you want to find it on YouTube, so you can watch the rest and you can enjoy your evening. It is Julie Green, a shocking prophecy, God's word in the year of 2024. She has 182,000 subscribers and her video has been viewed five over five thousand times, 5,500 times. That puts her in a, a level, a category. Uh, well, is that, no, is that her ministry? Is this this other woman? I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe this is the woman who posted this. I don't know. So whoever this is, I, I'd have to go look for Julie Green to see, make sure I've got their actual site to figure out their actual numbers. But look for that online. Julie Green, shocking prophecy, God's word in the year of 2024. What? And uh, I don't know what to say. But as I started with my opening illustration, this MAGA influenced Christianity it's a cancer and you add charismatic theology to MAGA. You just, well, drop off the patient at the morgue. Don't even bother with the hospital. Just drive right on past the hospital. Just go directly to just slow down, drive the speed limit, stop by, you know, the drive-thru, get you something to drink and just pull up at the morgue and say, got a body. What is it? That's Christianity. What happened? It was infected with MAGA and charismatic theology. Wow, that sounds pretty deadly. Well, look at the corpse. Yeah, it's over. All right, there you have it. You can look up the video, watch it for yourself. Julie Green, Shocking Prophecy, God's Word in the Year of 2024. If you can't find it, email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, and I will send it to you. I, I thought they were going to deal more with the overthrow. That's what the news article is talking about. But 
you know, them talking about something being overthrown. That's pretty charismatic language. Probably the world hears that like, whoa, they're calling for like a an overthrow of the government. It's it's just typical. Our enemies are going to be overthrown. And if their enemies are the Democrats, they will be overthrown. And then the Republicans will rise to power. That's just typical kind of language used. I don't see that as being like all, oh, no, this is a threat to the government. I, I don't I don't. I don't think the news. I don't think the news articles being accurately, uh, fairly representing it. Maybe because they're just not used to listening to crazy charismatics. But I'm so used to listening to crazy charismatics. When is something not going to be overthrown? When is the enemy supposedly not being brought down? When is when are we rising up because we're more than conquerors? I mean, I hear that all the time. And at the same time, you turn around and supposedly we're all weak, sick, and tired. I don't know from day to day what is supposedly happening. So, um, yeah, there we go. I was going to liken it unto Alex Jones, and I could give you examples where he follows the same template. One day, we're rising up and we're bringing down the New World Order, and the New World New World Order is destroyed, and we have gained the victory. And then, like two or three days later, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is a warning, red alert, red alert. He'll 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 play the the air raid sirens, and like that's it, the New World Order is advancing. They're taking ground, and we've got to fight back. And like I thought, three days ago, we had overthrown them, and we're winning. So one day we're winning. But the next day we're not. Well, it's 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 a psychological game. You got to keep giving people the idea that you're on the winning side and you're winning. So you keep excited, you stay committed, and you're going to continue to give and support. But at the same time, you don't want them to think the v- battle's completely over because then why would they continue to support? That will move on. So you got to let them make them know two or three days later, there's a danger, they're a threat, red alert, we're in danger. Then people are like, okay, I got to fight again. And then, okay, guys, we're winning. Okay, I'm on the winning side. And it's a psychological manipulation. All right, there you go. What a what a waste of an hour. I, I apologize for your time. I apologize from to myself, but I, I felt that we. I mean, come on, this is what I've been warning about when it comes to, into uh, 2024. That this is what we're going to face. It's just utter insanity, this craziness, and it's it's that political MAGA and uh, hijacking of American Christianity. I'm telling you. It's the thing we're going to have to watch out for. But you can go listen to the rest. I'm going to go downstairs, look for the score of the football game, and go find something better to do with my time. And this is what drives me crazy. We, our last broadcast, we had someone upset about, you know, Imagine by John Lennon. That's the kind of nonsense we should be upset about, is that. I would rather listen to Imagine by John Le- Legend or John Legend, <laughs> John Lennon. I would rather listen to Imagine by John Lennon 75,000 times before I listen to anyone who's in this MAGA corrupted Christianity and have been infected with charismatic theology. And I know I'm not supposed to say that, but I don't care. I'm so sick of charismatic theology. It's it's corrupt. It's, it's far more offensive to me than any John Lennon song or Beatles song or any other song you could throw at me. All right. Thanks for listening. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to take a deep breath. And I'm in need of a serious heavy drink. I'm joking. I don't drink. I don't drink. It's only a joke. But after that much nonsense, I need something. Everyone have a great night. God bless.